Welcome back into Letterman Row, ladies and gentlemen, for another video from the boys. Spencer Holbrook in the middle of your screen. That's me, Andy Backstrom, on the other side of that screen, and the 40-year vet, Tim May. Fellas, uh, it's conference championship week. We are not going to talk about Ohio State versus Iowa because Ohio State does not play this week against Iowa. That is going. That honor goes to the Michigan Wolverines. It's going to take on that juggernaut that is the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, over in Indianapolis for the Big Ten title game. Uh, luckily, last night I remembered to cancel my hotel and just in the nick of time, uh, kind of forgot about that. Uh, but but nobody's here to talk about that. We're here to talk about conference championship weekend. Uh, now that the college ball playoff rankings have been released, it goes Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Washington number three, Florida State four, Oregon five, and Ohio State six, Texas seven, Alabama eight, and nothing after that matters. So uh, the five championship games are set. And Ohio State needs some help, but the dream is still alive. The Buckeyes could still make the college football playoff if things happen correctly. And we will start Friday night, uh, and I'll start with you, Andy, and then throw it over to Tim. Uh, Friday night, Oregon-Washington. Um, I'm not sure if this game matters for the Buckeyes because the winner is obviously going to the college football playoff. The loser, depending on who it is, I, I don't know where they would fall Um if Washington were to lose, what is your take on if Friday night matters uh, for the Buckeyes, Andy? Yeah, I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, you obviously want Washington to win just so you don't have to worry about Oregon. But I do think that if Oregon does win, it doesn't mean the door is shut because the committee doesn't seem especially high on Washington. It almost feels like they reluctantly put them in the top four. They're kind of in a category with FSU, in my opinion. Like They, they almost need to win out to make the playoff because – both of those teams have had some underwhelming performances against some conference bottom dwellers. Um, you know, we think about FSU and almost losing to Boston College, which, of course, ends up as a six and six team with a really easy schedule. You have looking at Washington, a couple of close games to three win teams in the Pac-12. Arizona State comes to mind. That was a 15 to seven game. And then Stanford was a 42 to 33 game. So those two games seem to be weighing down Washington. And that's why the, the committee seemed reluctant to put them in the top four for a while. And so if they lose, especially by more than 10 points to Oregon, I, I'm just not sure they get in as well. And I, I just don't know if in that case, like two Pac-12 teams get in or anything like that. So I think really this game doesn't probably has the least amount of consequences on Ohio State of all the championship games. Yeah, I, I you know. I still think uh, Ohio State would love to see Washington beat Oregon because it eliminates Oregon, you know. And I'm curious about this game. I'm going to be watch every, watching every play because I'm voting for the Heisman Trophy for the uh, 40th straight year. And, uh, you know, Penix versus Knicks is uh, must-see television, in my opinion. This, this, this has, to, has a chance to be extremely exciting game, just like it was in the regular season. And uh, – uh, everybody thinks Oregon, including, uh, you know, Urban Meyer on Urban's take this week. He's reiterated this a couple of times. He thinks, you know, pound for pound, Oregon might be the best team in the country. He just screwed up in that first meeting with Washington. He's now been trying to prove itself. But uh, I think the best case scenario for Ohio State is for Washington, Washington to win, to leave no doubt in the committee's mind uh, that only one, one of those two teams should be considered, if you follow my drift in the final analysis of the top four. So I'm with uh, I'm with Andrews there. It helps Ohio State's cause if Washington wins. I think everybody sees that uh, if Washington is undefeated. And uh, and then, like I said, I think this game's going to decide the Heisman Trophy winner. I know everybody's – there's still a big uh, a big push out there for Jaden Daniels from LSU. 
but uh, that's only because people out on the West Coast are trying to make up their mind between the two guys are going to see. And as I've, as I've said, you can't, you can't spell Penix without Knicks. Uh, I think it's probably You can't better. make this stuff up. Go ahead. I think it's better for Washington to win because if Washington beats Oregon, it completely eliminates a team from playoff contention. If Oregon beats Washington, it almost complicates it a little bit because Washington also beat Oregon, so they kind of beat each other. So you could make the case for both of them. Um, not not really like both of them to get in, but you could make the case for each of them, uh, one of the two to get in. Washington beat Oregon previously, then Oregon would have a win over Washington. So you could make that case that both of them should stay over Ohio State. Um, I wouldn't make that case, but there is a case to be made. So I think it's just more safe for Washington to win. But again, like you said, Andy, at the top of the video here, I don't think this game truly matters um, for the Ohio State playoff case. One game that absolutely matters, though, as we move into Saturday. I uh, hope you guys got a good night's sleep on Friday because we're already on Saturday morning. Saturday morning at noon uh, at Jerry World, uh, the big spaceship in Arlington, Texas, number seven Texas, will take on Oklahoma State. I think the entire uh, gambit to be run, it will be decided right here for Ohio State at noon in Arlington, Texas, because if Texas beats Oklahoma State, I do not see a world in which Texas doesn't go ahead of Ohio State with another ranked win, another bullet point with the uh, conference championship uh, tag next to their name. Number 18, Oklahoma State at number seven, Texas, or against number seven, Texas. It will be a heavy Texas crowd as the Longhorns kind of have the Big 12, their Big 12 swan song. Oklahoma State has to beat Texas. I think you would both agree with me there. Um, so I guess we're just going to play predictor here. Andy, do you think Oklahoma State will beat Texas and give the Buckeyes a little bit of glimmer of hope? I don't. Uh, this Oklahoma State team lost to South Alabama, I think it was uh, 33-7. to Yeah, and then they lost to UCF 45-3. to They also have great wins on their schedule, including beating Oklahoma, of course, in the final game of that rivalry, at least in the annual sense. But when you have those kinds of losses, I can't confidently say you're going to beat a Texas team that is pound for pound just better, more talented than them. That being said, Ohio State absolutely should be rooting for Texas to lose this game, not only for the CFP stakes, but if you don't make the CFP, you could still end up playing Texas in the Cotton Bowl. And that's a much more appealing matchup than playing Louisville in the Orange Bowl. That would be two brand matchups in the Cotton Bowl with, you know, Kyle McCord versus Quinn Ewers. And that's a redemption arc for Kyle McCord. Yeah, maybe, maybe Ryan Day, you could say he made the wrong choice choosing Kyle McCord instead of JJ McCarthy. If you're if you're subscribing to that narrative, well, okay, then that gives him a redemption arc to, you know, prove that he was the right choice over Quinn Ewers. I mean, there, there's a lot of storylines in that matchup, but that also requires Texas to lose. So while I'm not confident that Texas is going to lose to Oklahoma State, because that's a big upset in my opinion, I do think that that's one of the most appealing games this weekend. Yeah, when did <clears throat> when did Quinn Ewers compete with Kyle McCord in any in any no. in any former fat formal former fashion? Uh, when he was at Ohio State, he was at Ohio State for four months. I mean, you know, that's that. I'm just getting so tired of hearing buddies of mine going, hey, "He made the he made the wrong choice when Cal McCord." Quinn Ewers was here. Quinn Ewers opted to leave. Quinn Ewers went back to the his promised land. And I'm not knocking him at all, but there there never was that competition you wanted to see. So, uh, but you're right. I mean, Texas must be eliminated. I think uh, that's what Santa Ana said a long time ago. 
Texas must be eliminated uh, in some form or fashion or just look really, really not real good against Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State, yeah, you pointed out their losses. They've got some big-time wins, too, because they're in this game. And Oklahoma State has a has an ability, I, I do believe, to make Texas look bad or not look uh, gleaming in the uh, committee's eyes. And uh, But we'd still leave Texas. People forget Texas with one loss. And if Georgia takes care of Alabama, it kind of like puts a little more tarnish on Texas's great win of the season, which was over Alabama. You can say over Oklahoma, but Oklahoma, you know, faded like uh, faded like yesterday's uh, rose bush or rose uh, when they played. So uh, the bottom line is uh, Texas does need to get beat or look really bad or struggling. And I agree. I mean, there, there are two teams sitting out there that could really screw it up, and we're going to get to the next one here. I think on the next uh, on our next thing, but uh, uh, but Oregon uh, and Texas, we've already touched on. I think we're going to move on to the next game as soon as uh, Spencer says his puts his two cents worth in. Yeah, uh, seven of the last eight matchups between Oklahoma State and Texas have been decided decided by one score. Uh, Oklahoma State plays really good defense, even without Jim Knowles the last couple of years. And also, they run the ball very well. Ollie Gordon, uh, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, ahead of anybody else in that league. And there were some good players in that league. So um, one thing Texas does really well, it's stop the run. So whoever establishes that ground game, especially when Oklahoma State has the football, if they can run on Texas, I think it's going to be a really good game. If they can't run on Texas, I could see Texas running up the score on them. Uh, and that's just the way that it is. Sure. Um, Mike Gundy has had a lot of success against Texas. He's had success against uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Like This is not a matchup where we can just write Oklahoma State off. Um, and also, like I'm old enough to remember Vince Young and Colt McCoy, but I'm also young enough to remember what I know Texas as as a choke artist. And so – if you tell me that Texas loses this game and loses its chance to go to the CFP um, with a loss to a three-loss Oklahoma State team that's kind of good but not great, I believe you. Uh, I don't think Texas is going to lose, but that is the path for Ohio State. Texas must lose or look really, really bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that would vault Ohio State up another notch just by staying ahead of Texas as we move forward here. Uh, but before we do – Andy, I think you covered an Ohio State basketball game recently, and there weren't a lot of people there. But if you would like to go see Ohio State basketball and you can be one of the people who turns that around, uh, go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co. Use the game, use the promo code Buckeyes. Get $20 off your first purchase on tickets in the GameTime app. You can go watch the Buckeyes anytime you'd like. There are tickets available, I promise. Uh, Ohio State basketball in full swing. There's concerts going on nationwide. You can go see the Blue Jackets if you're into that kind of uh, torture. And the best place to do that is to use the GameTime app, GameTime.co, and use the promo code Buckeyes. You get $20 off your first purchase. They also do that that cool thing that we've talked about all year where you uh, buy a ticket on GameTime app. You find a ticket on a ticketing app that's not the GameTime app that's cheaper you take that back to game time, they will refund you 110%. The difference, of course, terms apply, but you go to use the promo code Buckeyes at the game time app, gametime.co, get $20 off your first purchase in the game time app. Uh, another game that you could go get tickets for, drive down if you want, uh, SEC championship game. The, uh, the the wonderful music of, C of the SEC on CBS will transition to the Big Ten on CBS next year, but in the meantime, we get one more hoorah, one last uh, – We'll ask hoorah for the SEC on CBS with 
number eight Alabama against number one Georgia. Kirby's kind of had Nick's number here the last couple meetings. Um, Andy, I think this is a matter of if Georgia wins and if Texas wins, then you can watch the Georgia game and need Georgia to win. Or if Texas loses, then you can watch the Georgia game and say, okay, we need Georgia to (coughs) beat Alabama. If Texas wins, you can probably go do whatever you want because you're probably not getting in the playoff anyway if you're an Ohio State fan. But as long as Texas loses, Ohio State also needs Georgia to beat Alabama to keep Alabama away from the playoff and eliminate them. Right, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. And also, if this all goes right for Ohio State, this this chaotic weekend and everything falls in the right places, they're going to play Georgia most likely in the first round of the college football playoff in the Sugar Bowl down south. So that's another reason to watch because you'll be seeing the Georgia team that Ohio State will be playing again. And it's a very different Georgia team this time around. And that starts with the quarterback position with Carson Beck. It feels like he's playing some of his best football of late. And this Georgia team feels like they're playing as a whole their best football. Yes. So I think you should be pretty confident in Georgia uh, beating Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game just because Alabama is also looked a lot better um, recently. I mean, I know that the Auburn game was quite a scare and they almost blew that, but they found a way to win on the road. And in that rivalry, that's, that's always something to be said. So I think that Jalen Milrow is significantly better than he was at the start of the year. I think that that offense is significantly better as a whole. And I, I'm excited to watch that game. I always am. I mean, I, I like that matchup between those two coaches and those two schools. But if I am Ohio State, this is probably the game that I'm most confident in going my way this weekend. Yeah, if you're a Texas fan and uh, if you're a Texas fan and, you're, and your team just won, then you can uh, tune in to the SEC championship game and watch a throwback, watch an homage game to uh, the last time Texas won the national championship in 2005 because that's exactly what Alabama is doing. They won't admit it, but that's exactly what they're doing with Jalen Milrow is what Texas did with Vince Young, and it's working. You know, obviously it got to dramatic fashion last week against their arch rival uh, Auburn where they needed a fourth and 31 pass to pull that game out, a touchdown pass to pull that game out. And uh, and that was against an Auburn team that got beat by New Mexico State, got thumped by New Mexico State the week before. But as I was telling you guys on our – on our pregame videos last week before Ohio State played at Michigan, what happens before a rivalry game has little bearing on what's going to happen in a rivalry game. And that's why rivalry games still need to be a part of the major scene of college football heading forward. It's going to change dramatically next year. But I digress. I just Alabama has just been a big tease in my mind uh, all season. And just when you think they've gotten their act together, both offensively and defensively, you have a game like last week. Uh, but the idea that Alabama can't match up physically against Georgia uh, is incorrect. You know, if they put it all together in that game like they did against LSU, LSU wanted to make it a track meet, okay, Jalen Milrow versus Jaden Daniels. <laughs> you know, bingo. Uh, uh, Alabama wins the wins the affair. So uh, if I think Georgia doesn't want it to be a track meet in this game, if you follow my drift. And it's up to the Georgia defense to keep that from happening. But you're exactly right. The best case scenario, as we've said for uh, for two weeks now, the best case scenario is Georgia beating uh, Alabama, throwing Alabama out the back with the bathwater, and uh, and things kind of going to Hoyle in a couple of these games, and things getting topsy turvy in a couple of others. But yeah, Georgia beating beating Alabama is, I think, a must thing because then you'd have Georgia sitting there with one loss 
and Alabama with one loss, which eliminates Ohio State any way you look at it. Yeah, an Alabama win throws a wrench into all everything. Not only the Ohio State plan, but but the Texas Florida plan, <laughs> the Florida State plan, the Texas plan, the uh, the Pac-12 plan, even because a one-loss Alabama champion is going to get into the college ball playoff, and then a one-loss Georgia, I just don't see the committee leaving them out uh, as the two two-time defending champion, even with a loss to Alabama, going for an unprecedented three-peat, unprecedented. Yeah. yeah so uh, I. This Alabama thing throws an entire wrench into there, so let's just all agree, go dogs. Uh, can we do that? Um, and, dogs. Yeah. But look, <laughs> how's your dog bark, Andy? Is it good? Oh yeah, all perfect right. time of the year. I'll get my black lab in here. We'll get a real one on here. Go ahead. Well, the bulldog bark is is going to need to be uh, be in full throat on Saturday, but. Um, that's not where the chaos needs to end for Ohio State. As long as Georgia takes care of business after Texas loses and after Washington wins, then Ohio State also needs uh, a Louisville win over Florida State. I personally think this is the – I don't want to say it's a sure thing, but I think it's the most likely of the dominoes that Ohio State could potentially get to get into the playoff. No Jordan Travis. Tate Rodemaker banged up last week, the quarterback at Florida State. Um, Louisville has one of the best defenses in the country. I know they just lost to Kentucky, but that's a rivalry game. Throw the records out in a rivalry game. That's just yep. what happens here. Um, this Louisville team is really good, and Florida State is going to have to bring everything to the table to beat this Louisville team. And I, like I said, I'm going to start this off by saying I do think Louisville is going to beat Florida State. I just think the magic runs out a little bit for the Knowles. Um and that's going to help the Buckeyes a lot because I don't. I think what happens in the Big Ten does not matter at all. Um, and I, I think I think that it, it it it's much more imperative that Florida State loses to Louisville on top of the rest of the stuff we've already talked about. Um, what do you think? And you think Florida State can pull it off? You're national champ. You think they'll stay alive? Well, I was expecting Jordan Travis to be available for the entire season, so that's my that's my uh, escape from that plan. But no, I, I think that. I could see Louisville winning this game easily. I mean, not in terms of like a blowout, but I, I just think that this rushing attack that Louisville has, in addition to the defense that you mentioned, is, is top notch. Uh, Jordan Jawar is has been impressive to watch. I've, I've watched him for years in the ACC, but he headlines what's just a really versatile Louisville rushing attack. And FSU, I think, is around 47th nationally in, in run defense. That's not their strong suit per se. So if Louisville can control clock and kind of dictate the game on the ground, you put a backup quarterback in a position where they have to come from behind with a limited number of possessions. That's the recipe to winning for Louisville, in my opinion, right there. And so I think it's totally possible. Um, I also think that when there's a 12 and 0 team, you know, there, there's some magic in the air, like you said, and sometimes it doesn't run out. Sometimes that's all it takes. And when you're, when you're playing with a backup quarterback, your defense plays a little bit better too. And so there's a chance that FSU just completes the running of the table and it makes the CFP. Yeah, FSU should have been knocked out a couple of times this year. And uh, like you just said, Anders, I was going to use that exact term. Sometimes there is magic in the air, and uh, you figure out ways to win. And uh, I've given it up to Florida State for figuring out ways to win, especially fourth quarter, man. They've been – boy, they're back against the wall. They've been extremely good. Uh, this is a Louisville team that's interesting because they have uh, – along with running the ball, they have a fairly sophisticated passing attack with Jeff Brom at the helm there. So, uh, but is it going to be enough against this Florida State team that seems to make a play on offense and defense uh, when it really matters the most? So, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at it. This this domino has to fall. 
this is the more likely domino to fall. But then Texas has got to fall, and and then Washington's got to take care of business, you know. Uh, so yeah, this isn't like last year where pretty much USC had to get beat, and they did, you know. Uh, so for for Ohio State to come in the back door, but I, but as I said, knock knock who's there? So Ohio State second straight year at the back door, wanting in, and I I, I think we've delineated these things pretty well of what has to happen, and everybody can see what has to happen. And the fact is, in college football this year, these things we're talking about definitely can happen. Yeah, I mean, you look at Ohio State, a six point loss on the road to the number two team in the country. I hate using this term because I think that it it just discounts playing games. The best loss? <laughs> I, I think it does have the best loss of any team in the country. Like Georgia has blown out the ranked opponents it's played. Um, Oregon's loss, I guess, on the road, three points to Washington. You could probably make the case that Oregon, too, yeah. has the best loss. Um so I think it'd be that's like an Ohio State Oregon conversation, and I hate that conversation. Like the, the quality of loss thing is such bullcrap to me that was invented by um, big mouths down in the SEC. But but that's beside the point. Like I truly think Ohio State's one of the four best teams. I think they're better suited to get in the playoff this year than they were last year with that defense. But last year, I don't think the top of college football was as deep. This year, it's deeper, so it's harder. The path is harder. So, to recap, Washington, Oregon doesn't truly matter, but to be safe, root for Washington. Let's see some of that purple rain. Go Pokes. Leave no no doubt is what what that does. Yeah. 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 Go Pokes in the noon window. Go Dogs in the 330 window. How about them dogs? And then L's up. Well, L's up in the 8 p.m. window. And the Buckeyes are going to the college football playoff. If any of those three things don't happen or four things don't happen, then Ohio State's probably going to the Orange Bowl where they'll probably play Louisville or NC State, depending on how bad Louisville gets thumped if they get thumped by Florida State. So we'll see what happens because the non-college football playoff, it's either the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, the Rose Bowl against against Michigan – but if Alabama wins, then Ohio State's out. So it's either the Sugar Bowl against Georgia or it's the Orange Bowl against an ACC team. And those are really the two factors that we're looking at here. And we'll find out on Sunday uh, in the afternoon. Ryan Day will talk after the bowl assignment is announced. Tim made the 40-year bet. He'll be there over there on that side of the screen. Andy Backstrom on that side of the screen. He'll be there. I will be there as well. Spencer Holbrook, that's me. Uh, Thanks for watching the latest uh, Letterman Road video, breaking down what could potentially happen in the college football playoff, what the Buckeyes need to happen to get in that 14 field. I think they're one of the four best teams. We'll see if they get to prove it uh, around New Year's or if they just have to go to a consolation bowl prize. Um, Wherever they're at, we'll be there. Letterman Road covers the Buckeyes 365 days a year. We'll see you over at lettermanrow.com. We'll see you in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Sunday to recap where the Buckeyes are going.